Hey Brisbane, the Mixtape Tour is coming to your area of planet Earth. Saturday the 22nd of Jan 2022 at the Princess Theatre in Brisbane. Tickets on sale now through Ticketmaster. All other info on www.theprincesstheatre.com.au We cannot wait until January 22 to come over to Brisbane. It's been way too long. See you soon. Woohoo! Stories, I don't think that's cool. Why don't you tell me someone is loving you? Cause you're my girl, some say it's no longer true. You see, and some slick continental dude. I'm begging you, please don't talk to strangers. Baby, don't you talk? Don't talk to strangers. You know, he'll only use you. Don't talk. Don't talk to strangers. Oh my god, I love that song. All right, don't talk to strangers, bro. But we've got to talk to strangers. <laughs> How you going? How you going, guys out there all around the world? This is the eighties montage. Oh yeah, we're back. I'm Sammy Hardon, and I'm Jay Jovi. And tonight's show, we're talking about what are we talking about? Underrated acts of the 80s. Underrated, underrated acts, yeah? yeah? So it's a bit of a curveball, this one, because it it's not It's not that they're one-hit wonders. It's not and that. they're not, not that they're, Yeah, it's not that they're one-dick wonders, one-hit wonders, whatever you want to call them. They, sh- they should have been a whole lot bigger. They were quality acts that just should have been a whole lot bigger that we personally love. And we're just going to have a listen to these songs and have a chat about it. That's right because, you know, it doesn't mean they, they're they not rich. A lot of them are very wealthy. Gotcha. Um, so my first one that I picked was Rick Springfield because I think everyone knows him from fucking Jesse's Girl. But he had so much other good music. Yeah, absolutely. Like Don't Talk to Strangers. He must, um, I mean, Jesse's girl would have made him very rich, but it's like, it, it sort of overshadows the rest of his catalogue, you know? That's right. So Ricky, I mean, Rick was Australian, really. Was? And he was in a band called Zoot in 1969 uh, to 1970 or 73 or something. And he was with Daryl Cotton in that band. And that was one hot looking fucking band, man. Yeah. Daryl Cotton and Rick Springfield. Rick Springfield is a fucking hot-looking dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And still... Scaringly hot. Yes, yes. Uh, Mysteriously youthful. You with me? Yeah. Strangely youthful. I think he's got good genes. And good genes as well. And a good ass in the genes. Yeah, that's right. Good doctor. Yeah, no, Ricky... 
I mean, Rick Springfield has been doing this for so many years that you kind of feel disappointed and feel like you owe him money from fucking Jesse's girl for making a living off it, you know. Yeah. feel 100%. a little bit guilty for Remember Rick. fucking, you know, you think of, you think of actors and like you, what you would love to do as an actor in your career and and blah blah blah. Rick Spring Rick Springfield was in that movie with bloody Meryl Streep, remember? Yeah. Um Rick Rick in the Flash. So Meryl Streep um played Ricky and fucking um Rick Springfield was the Flash. Yeah, right, Isn't that's he? right. He remember? was in a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was so, in General Hospital, yeah, That's in the right, US. General Hospital. Yeah. So he, he moved over to America, um, it might have been before Jesse's girl, it might have been after, I can't remember, and he did General Hospital and he was Dr Noah Drake in General Hospital yeah. and he was fucking smoking. He's still smoking. I'd still go there for sure. And I'm, there's a couple yeah. of guys I know that would go there that are very straight <laughs> as well. Um, but the album was Working Class Dog in 1981. Cool, cool fucking, you know, working class dog. I love that. With the puppy on the front. Yeah. Had a little puppy on the front. with his. I think he had a suit on with some badges and stuff. Yep. But some other songs that I loved of his were Affair of the Heart. It's an affair of the heart. Like. Oh, uh, yeah. Stuff like that. And I've done everything for you. Like there was some great songs. The actual song um, we chose for the first song to bring us in, Don't Talk to Strangers, Reminds me of something Sharon O'Neill would write. It's uh-huh. very 70s back, you know, it just sounded like a Sharon O'Neill song and I think that's why I really loved it as well because I was a big Sharon O'Neill fan. Yeah. But he was also in American Horror Story and my favourite he thing he's ever done is Californication uh, yeah, where he right. plays the that. drug dealer. And it's like, Rick Springfield's got drugs, man. And then she ends up fucking, she's fucking Rick Springfield, you know. <laughs> best. That uh, is the, one of the best shows ever, Californication. Yeah. And Rick Springfield in that is piss funny because he's a bloody good actor as well. He is actually very good, yeah. And um, takes a, you know, takes the piss out of himself, you know. Yeah, yeah, he does in that especially, yeah. And still playing gigs now. Very serious. Yeah. I looked at getting in um tried to get in contact with him, but he's very like you can only contact him if you mean, you know, business and yeah. I was like, Oh, I'm a bit scared now. I think I'll just fucking <laughs> get off my keyboard. You know, I just got nah. a bit scared. I was like, Oh, usually I'm not. I must have been, I don't know, menopausal and as I am. Well, I'm you like, just wanted to have a chat. Just wanted to talk about fucking Jesse and what happened. Yeah, tell us all about Jesse's girl, mate. Yeah, could you imagine though? <laughs> but <laughs> you know what? Hell. That song is the one that's kept him alive and he goes out and tours and does all that. But Bought I just think he's very underrated. I think as a guitarist he's underrated. I think as a singer he's underrated. He's got the range of a fucking angel. And there's, there's the something looks, sort of the looks, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's he's there's something sort of like a John Mellencamp about him, you know what I mean? Um, uh, that sort of like, yeah, good looking, good looking sort of dude. Um, yeah, I, I, I absolutely think he's underrated. I, I agree. I absolutely think he's underrated. Should be a lot bigger than he is. But yeah, in saying that, I'd be happy with his career. 
Oh, fuck you yeah. Know, yeah, that's right. Be, it'd be fucking awesome. But So the next one we've got, that's so that's the sort of where the show's going today. We're actually yeah. talking about people that we think are underrated or we think the world sort of needs a bit more of them. A bit like and our if, last week's uh, one we did. If you're a uh, long-term listener, g'day. Thanks for fucking g'day. staying on board with us and keeping it. If you're a long-term listener, basically this is like one dick wonders that are actually good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there you go. That's right. And, mm. I mean, some of them have had a couple of hits, absolutely, and do yeah. other things. Like you don't realise what else what are they doing? Are they still touring? Are they still yeah. doing music? We just don't hear that side of them, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Rick right. was Australian. For him to go to over to America, the guy, the guy had nuts on him. You know what I mean? He, Absolutely. No, he nibbled Nobby's nuts and went over to the Americas. That's right. That's right. Good looking he bloke. Did. Was always going to do well in you know LA. So good on him. Yeah, yeah. And in those days, it wouldn't have been fucking that easy. No, no, absolutely. It wasn't a thing, you know. Like no, it was the Australian like his Australians agent must have America. been an absolute ball breaker. Yeah, yeah. You know, good on him. Awesome. So this next one, do you want to play this next one? Let's get into it. This is one of mine. Yeah. And this was sort of this one. Let's just play it. Let's just play it. All right, honey. Shooting Love by the Time Bandits. The Time Bandits, such an underrated act. Bloody awesome. Now, these guys, yeah, love them. These guys were basically uh, um, a boy band, you know, they were were musos from Amsterdam. They were Dutch. They were operational just in the 80s uh, from 81 to 88. They released four albums in that time uh, in in the 80s. Um, self-titled, yeah, Time Bandits, Tracks, Fiction and Can't Wait for Another World. 
Um, but they were really, really popular in Australia. They, they were really popular in Australia because they, uh, for one of their clips, um, not this one, not only Shooting Love, but Endless Road. So check it out, Endless Road as well by Time Bandits. It, um, it was released in 85. It was then basically on tour in Australia. And Aussie, you know, if there's one thing about Aussies, they love being referred to by people from other countries. If Aussies can see themselves in music or film or TV that's international, mate, they will be so loyal to you for the rest of your career, I'm telling you musos out there. All right? So these guys sort of stroke a genius. They had the video clip for Endless Road touring lots of shots of uh, Sydney, the Gold Coast, touring around. Uh, I think you see the pineapple. The big pineapple, yeah. God, you know, the icon of all Australian icons. And um, you see him playing at fucking Seagulls Club. So if anybody from... Seagulls, really? Seagulls, yes. Anyone from fucking Tweed, Coolangatta area will know fucking Seagulls. Isn't that where we're playing? No, so we're playing at Twin Towns. Twin Towns, yeah. See, Twin Towns... Twin Towns is like seagulls. Um, I'll I'll drive you around to seagulls. We'll have a look when we're there. So we'll have so, a counter meal. All yeah, right. we'll feed the seagulls <laughs> some you chips feed the and stuff. Seagull. Go back and do a gig down at Twin Towns. So <laughs> so <laughs> we're playing Twin Towns, which is right on the border and right near the beach. Seagulls is sort of tucked in a little bit. It's sort of tucked in. Um, it used to be a leagues club, I think. Um, but now it's, you know, just services the, the sort of local area. And it's a really, um, a really awesome little pocket of, well, it's New South Wales really, but, yeah, that's but right. that, yeah, it's very unique that Tweed Coolangatta area. It's right on the border. It's like a border community, you know, and, um, I used to live there. I, I love it. I used to drive past seagulls every day. So there's an amazing fish and chip shop just around the corner. Anybody from this area will know the fucking one that I'm talking about. Mm. Um, and you can, you know, you'd be able to sort of buy your fish and chips and then drive down to seagulls and sit there and fucking eat them and stuff. Yeah, very exciting. Love the Gold Coast. Miss the Gold Coast. And I can't wait. To go and play our gig there very, yeah. very soon. So we'll be doing Twin Towns and then Cairns on the same weekend. Yeah, very exciting. And that'll That's be after s- we get back from London from seeing yeah. ABBA. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I just thought of that. Fuck. Exactly. Yeah, we'll that'll be. Fit and healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We'll look we'll after ourselves. We'll still be ourselves. drunk on the plane coming home. That's right, exactly. Drunk, yes. Yeah, um, now, time now. is it? The front guy used to scare me a little bit. He was sort of a bad Marcel Marceau looking cunt. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. You know, All right. Did, did he, I just wanted to put a little bit of lippy on his lips and he could be Marcel Marceau and whatever those cunts did, finger paint or what do they do? I know what you're saying. You know he what I'm had, saying? He, he, didn't, sort he of, didn't do much for me at all but musically I loved him. He had sort of very pointy features or something. Like there was something about his face. I don't know. That's a nice compliment, isn't it? There's something about your face, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, check that. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. With I kind of didn't dig him. 
I with love the, hair the chicks back. in the videos. Like I'm only shooting love all the fashion models and stuff. Like that was very cool. They seemed like sort of aha but less in love with themselves and a bit more chilled out, you know? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Um, really saying approachable. that, I was nearly going to put aha on my list because I think they're a little bit underrated as well. No one yeah, really okay. knows what else they did. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. And they're huge in where they come from? Sweden. Um, one of them, yes. Oh, yes. yeah, that's right because they were the next one to be big after ABBA, weren't they? Or were was they? it something else? All right. Yeah. Were they that. Sweden? Uh-huh. We'll check that. We'll check that. She don't think that We'll would. check that. Now, um, the reason why I thought of this show, Underrated Artists, is because it was actually a fan suggestion. Um, long-term listener and a big mate of mine, Luke McKenzie, Luke Pascu. G'day, mate. G'day, Lukey. Lukey is one of the best bassist in Australia, best bass guitarist in Australia. He's fucking incredible. He used to be my guitarist. He used to be my bass guitarist in 10,000 and the moment Luke came on board, it changed the sound of the band. He made us better from the moment I that he know started who you're talking playing. about now. He loves yeah. Endless Road. Yeah, yeah, loves Time Bandits. Luke's mum was the Australian president of the Time Bandits fan club. <laughs> How great. There we go. What's your mum so do g'day. for a living? Yeah. Oh, get- she's the Time Bandits <laughs> fucking manager. Yeah. Mum's a, mum's Time Bandits and I'm a cock bandit. No, you're not a <laughs> cock bandit, Luke. But mum is into the Time Bandits. We know that. So g'day Leanne down in Warrnambool. Yeah, right. Love you guys. Love yous. Thank you. That's incredible. I mean, Little you know, the days out. of fan clubs are fan well clubs and truly and gone. And they but were, I remember they paying were, 15 bucks to join a fan club. God, yeah. And they were so valuable to the bands, you, you know. Oh, like, absolutely. It's a mailing list. Absolutely. They, they, they're sort of the, those fans in the fan club would fucking follow them around the country, you know. It was like they're, they're people on the ground they were like staff that they didn't have to pay, you know. Like that. it was fucking incredible. Yeah, she yeah, probably so. rang the the big pineapple and organised a fucking shoot. Well, I'm thinking maybe Luke is perhaps son of a time bandit. You with me? Oh, I don't know. God. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. He fucking looks like Marcel Marceau when you yeah. fucking think about it. He does. He's got a bit of a sort of out of this world look about him. That's agreed. Very and, much uh, so. Good old Lukey. So um, I did a version of uh, Endless Road with Peter Wilson. Oh, yeah. And we released that in the UK and in, in um, it's under Peter Wilson. I think it's on oh, my album as well. of course she did. Of course Sammy she did. Sammy Paul. Yeah. But have a look at, at Unenergized Records and it was a really lovely version. And I think Matt Pop might have mixed it. Yeah, but it was really fun to sing because it's a big sing. Fuck yeah. The boys could sing, mate. Great band. Great band, Time Bandits. Check out Endless Love. Do you think Uh, they Sorry, Endless Road. Um, Do you think they had other songs? Yeah, they did. They really did. Mm. And you got to listen to – just go on – listen to their albums if you can. But just go on to Spotify – and ah, yeah. play one of those playlists where it's like this is Time Bandits and it'll dot you through. And they're all really strong. You know, they're all really strong. 
Yeah, wow. Mm. Cool. So my next one is a very special – look, this chick taught me how to sing just about. Yeah. I'll play the track. You probably don't – a lot of punters probably don't even know this track, but it is an absolute banger of a track. Have a listen. That pumps, doesn't it? It's very uh, the intro and the beats very knock on wood. You with me? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Very big mm. production. She's uh, look. I think Irene Cara was sort of put against Donna Summer and Laura Brannigan and kind of got yeah. lost there a little bit. But she was an incredible. She could have been a Madonna. You know, she was an incredible singer, an incredible mover. Like she could do both at once. And uh, I remember she came out on Solid Gold with this track, Why Me, and I fucking loved it. But you would know her from Flashdance, What a Feeling. Yeah, and, of course. And stuff. Like she wrote that with Giorgio Moroda. So she's she's got money and mm. we're not saying they don't have money, but I just think she could have been a, a, a bit bigger than what, you know, and these big, big, you know, like you only had to have a top 100 hit in the 80s and you were fucking rich. Yeah. But. I just thought she was a really cool vocalist and I think she was in Fame as well and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, she was, wasn't she? Yeah. So, yeah, she's a really well – she's an, a triple threat basically, a yeah. really good actress. But I never really – I just always used to wonder as a kid, why isn't Irene Cara bigger than she she should be, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that was yeah. one of my underrated. Awesome. I loved Very, her yeah. voice. And, yeah, she was in Fame because she sings, Sometimes I wonder where I've been. Who I am, do I fit in that song? Yeah, that's a big yeah. ballad, and that was that used to just blow my mind when I was when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, um, great film clip as well. It's like her; it's set in New York, you know, and she's she's um, going around to lots of bars in New York. She's auditioning for lots of shows as well, so it's really sort of um, '80s Broadway, which is really exciting as well. Um, yeah, love it. Definitely deserves to be 
bigger than just what a feeling. You know what I mean? Bigger than bigger than fucking flash dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what a feeling's a fantastic song. I gotcha. don't get sick of it. But if she was to do Vegas, I would be there. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I can see myself living in Vegas a lot in the end of my life. Do you know what? It's actually, um, it's actually a really easy city to live in. And um, you don't think of this, but there, there are suburban pockets of Vegas because obviously the performers and the people that live, you know, not everyone's yeah. a performer um, and they've got to live somewhere, those people. So there are sort of like, you know, outside of the city, there are like little suburban pockets and stuff, but it's a great city for musos, great city for musos, not just big stars, you know, every bar in Vegas has got a, a muso playing in there, you know. Yeah, So yeah. Um, it can be really, really great for uh, musos just to make a day-to-day living in, you know. Great city. Yeah, that's right. And she also sang Fame as well. So she's got a lot of hits on her, on her repertoire. Yeah. But kind of we just didn't see enough of her. She had good. Oh, she actually think. actually had really good clips. She had really good clips. Like most most often, you know, she's very New York, very um, big sort of New York presence. But like, go through, check out her clips on YouTube and so forth. Um, really cool for that period. Well, we didn't know who she was really either because in Flashdance mm. we don't see her. Yeah, we see Jennifer Beals and we see see a lot of these artists were caught up in the movie. Scene, so they yeah. were they were they were contracted to do movie soundtracks. So we got to see them on Solid Gold if they're single and they came out and sang it live. But we very rarely got to see the the artist behind the song. Yeah, that's right. And a lot of our artists tonight are movie soundtrack kind of people. Yeah, for sure. Which is what you want really for a career. You can live off it. But maybe we would have liked to have seen more. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's right, about beautiful. it. So good old Irene bloody Irene Cara. Who's so next? This one is one of yours. And Vicious Pink, it's called, guys. Here Vicious we go. Pink. Do you want me to play it? Let's do it. Love these guys. Really? Yeah, yeah, I, I love it. Enough. There's real something really minimalist and really cool and I would have loved to see 
what else they could have done if they had have, had have just stayed together a little longer. So they were a duo. Um, I think they were from Leeds in the UK. Um, they only lasted about five years or so, but they used to do backing vocals for Soft Cell. So that explains why the camp sort of sound and sensibility and so forth. Um, really they had, you know, just the one album, I believe, which was self, self-titled and three singles off that. That one's called Can't You See with like CCCC Can't You See. Um, Fetish and Take Me Now. I love the I love sort of um, the synth pop sounds and because they try to sort of copy them today. They try to get that really minimalist sort of uh, digipop sound today. Um but, you know, this was happening sort of 40 years ago, 40 years ago with tracks like this. What year is I'll, this track? Uh, this came out in? 82, 83? Yeah, I think it was 82. I can't quite remember. The album, their album didn't come out until 86, but they that they they had stopped recording so they had basically sort of released all their singles and they were like ah oh, fuck it we'll just re- <laughs> release an release an album and see what uh, you know how many sales we get and so forth but they weren't actually recording um but yeah i really i really love these guys whenever i hear this and you barely hear this you might hear it on say one of matt mavis's um uh 80s nights that he plays around town in Melbourne. Um, something, you know, obscure and camp like this would totally be up his alley. But you don't often hear this track or you would hear never of this hear band this track. at all. Never. I no, missed I the memo on this track. I'm yeah. a um, fun, fun girl. I love Colour My Love by Fun Fun and this sounds to me like it's just missed that market. Colour oh. My Love. Ah. Like there was a band called Fun Fun. For, I'm, I was like, I thought I'd found the wrong band. I'm sorry. I was looking at Vicious Pink going, surely it's a heavy metal band or something. <laughs> and I'm looking at these nah. fucking. It's like Baraka on speed. You know, it's not the way that you do it. It's how you do it to me. Like those bitches were fucking, or Pussycat. What that bloody... Oh, I can't remember her name. Was um, there was Baraka? There was Pussycat. That European fucking small voice, pop along popcorn sound was yeah. fucking everywhere. Yeah, but I do I not. I must have missed the memo on these guys. I have no clue of who they yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. And I now know why. See, <laughs> but see, this is I your love, thing. I love that minimalist. I really love that minimalist synth sound. Um, it could have only existed in at one time and it's right now in that early 80s period. This came out in um, 84, by the way. This was released in 84. So there was um, a lot of other stuff happening at the same time so I can see that they would have gotcha. been mixed up in the mix. Uh, gotcha, Especially absolutely. with duos and, I mean, but, you know, the, oh, well, there you go. Cool. See, there's. I think. I see. Think. I don't know. I love this track. I, I. I just think there's worse singles out there 
by more iconic bands. You know what I mean? Like there's sort of bigger bigger names that are doing songs that are shitter than this one. I yeah, I I love the track. It's a really good it's a really good club banger. I love it. It's a really good sort of dance track. Really cool. There you go. Mhm. Well, Vish, Vicious Pink. Vicious Pink. Get your fucking gay on if you want to listen to that. <laughs> have you been using that ass tickler I got you for Christmas or something? I have. I wore it out. I broke it. I need a new one. Thank that you. sounds like an ass tickler track to me. <laughs> well, you found a feather in the backyard and you're tickling your ass. That's right. A huge, massive eagle feather. Vicious Pink. They're not mm-hmm. very vicious. No, but they're very pink. It was so 80s to be something you weren't though, like yeah. vicious pink. Mm, so Kenny Loggins. <laughs> Kenny fucking Loggins is our next one. I actually think he's a little bit underrated but very talented. Here we go. Mate, there's something something juicy about Kenny Loggins. You know what I'm saying? Something well, very exciting. Well, he's got exciting. a fantastic vocal range. Uh, incredible voice. Beautiful like, voice. You, it's like uh, I'll sing it, whatever. I've I've watched um, a lot of musos get up and try and sing Danger Zone. And yeah, like me. No, it was a no, no. You were okay. It was um, one of the drum teachers at this music school I was playing, I was working for and he wanted to sing it. Yeah. But he really didn't practice it. He just thought he'd done it in his bedroom enough and he got up and went, Ugh! and like fucking nearly Aww. choked himself. Yeah. Because it's a big sing and he's got a big voice. And yeah. he's another movie dude. Like we only saw him in, we all know him from fucking Footloose. Footloose, but do we even know Top his Gun. name? Do these people even know it's Kenny Loggins' Footloose? They had not yeah. have a fucking clue. Yeah, yeah. And he's underrated because he is an amazing guitarist, an amazing singer. He looks a little dad, but that's okay. So I liked his look. He had that sort of Jesus look, you know, always. He had with a the Jesus beard. look, that's right. Yeah. Uh, uh. But good old Kenny. So a lot of them got caught up in the movie thing, but the amount of money they would have made through writing oh, songs for yeah. these huge movies. Would be incredible. Mm. But I just thought he was a much – maybe there was something that typecast them. I don't know. Was there something in the 80s that they got typecast with? If you did movies, were you locked into a contract or you couldn't put out your own album? You never know. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. 
It's almost like you got you were thought of as being a soundtrack guy and you weren't a real muso yeah. or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. But kind of oh, on don't the other use hand. Kenny smoking out the back writing a fucking song for the next movie. You know? <laughs> like it's like no one you know, and everyone misses out at the end of the day. This is the whole thing. Yeah. Is that believe it or not, whoever you are or whatever you're doing and however fucking great you think you are and how much you've achieved, you're always going to miss out on fucking something and yeah. it's how you deal with it, you know. And these guys have dealt with it. They've gone with the punches and fucking done it. Yeah, yeah. And followed the work, like just kept That's working. That's it. Followed the work, you know, followed the money. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, but Danger Zone was from Top Gun, Yeah. Danger Zone from Top Gun, fucking Footloose from Footloose. Did a couple of songs from on the Footloose tra- uh, soundtrack. Yeah, I'm Alright as well from Caddyshack. That was another one, another big 80s one. Absolutely. I'm alright. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Fantastic. So should we do our One Dig Wonder? We should. Well, listen to the intro. Meet my friends Meet my friend Dick. You know what? This next artist is a little bit like Eddie. Meet my friend called Dick. Serious? <laughs> Just How? Fucking similar songs. Oh, yeah, he's a, a human Euro being. Euro fucking trash. Okay. So this is our one Dick Wonder. Um, I did see this written somewhere on a YouTube. It might have been the YouTube clip I looked up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a fan base, believe it or not. I was gotcha. very surprised to see uh-huh. this guy had a fucking fan base because this song, I mean, anyway, we'll, we'll have a listen. Dolce Vita. 
So Ryan Paris with uh, uh, La Dolce Vita. He's this a clever was, little dick. Yeah. Origi- Ryan Paris originally Fabio Rossioli. Um, this went to number five in the UK, number one throughout Europe elsewhere. It was a huge hit. Big Italian singer, um, had lots of sort of, uh, you know, Italian language hits uh, through and, and various language hits throughout Europe. Um, but this was a big, big hit in the UK. Um, check out the film clip. He sort of, it's like, the film clip's like y- your dad or your uncle has released a single and this is it, you know. It's fucking daggy, Sammy. And, and yeah. um, I would um, never have thought of this ever. Yeah, yeah. So I don't really know it. I kind of was right into the Euro scene. And mm. my albums are Euro and whatever. Yeah. Stock Aiken and Waterman or whatever you want to call it. Um, but miss the memo on this one as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I understand he has a little fan base. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Not very attractive. Not very attractive. Pre- you know, he's, he can sing but can he, you know, can he. Not very stylish. It's like, look, it's like the advice that Rip gave that guy in the van that night after we supported Grace Jones, he said, he said to this guy, you need to grow your hair out, mate, and put a little bit of makeup on. Wow, I wish he'd take his own advice now. <laughs> Fuck, where are those years gone? But it was so fucking funny. Like that was the, that was the kind of life advice for this dude. It's like... This guy was like being a fuckhead and Rip just looks at him and he's like, mate, yeah. you've got fuzzy hair. You need to grow your hair out, put a little bit of makeup on. It's a good <laughs> way to throw people that are after you with some other curveball and then they forget why they want to fight you. Like they're like, oh, hang on. Because his, his girlfriend was like going, because we had just played a gig. We just fucking supported Grace Jones. And the girlfriend, suddenly it turned into an argument. This is like. You know, stupid fucking 5am in the morning. And um, the girlfriend's like, you guys wear makeup. And I like went, I've got like a full face of fucking makeup, yeah. And I'm like, oh my, guys, she's got us. Oh my God. And I'm like going to her, God, you're good. God, you're good. Nobody's ever been able to put me on the spot like this. And we're like pissing ourselves (laughs) laughing. And the, the boyfriend sort of arced up and and um, Rip's like, you got fuzzy hair, mate. You need to fucking grow your hair out, put some makeup on. Yeah, right. <laughs> Stupid. He's come back. any of you could have fucked the girlfriend anyway and then that would have been the end of it really. Ah, she wanted us and so did he. Of course he. she did. That's if an opening line. You, when you are a bitch to a guy, you usually want to root them. <laughs> That's what I was like when I was little. I'd be like, oh, you're not that fucking special. And then it would be flashover. <laughs> I think anyway. I said that to fucking – remember when we used to get driven home by the DJs at the spot or we got yeah. driven to my house or something with the fucking yeah. dumb asses and he went, you can come home with us if you want. And I went, oh, yeah, like I fucking would, you fucking dickhead. And, and he like- loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I they don't think it. I was nice to him. 
Oh, it's funny sort of when you're in that position, they expect a bit of they expect oh, a bit yeah. of that. You know what I mean? They get disappointed if they don't That's get hot it. in the sack shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking all. Yeah, I won't say. <laughs> yeah, no, it's interesting anyway. shit because you can be, there are ways to do it and you don't even know you're doing it half the time. Yeah, yeah. You I don't even help. know it. Anyway. anyway, this next one is one of yours and Oh, hang on. What do we say to our yeah. one dick wonder? Oh my god. Nice, nice one, one dick. dick. Oh, sorry, Dick. Oh, sorry, Dick. Sorry, everyone. Sorry, um, Ryan Paris. <laughs> yeah. Is he sorry. still alive? Sorry, Fabio Rossioli. Um, who knows? Who cares? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe his family. <laughs> Not sure. There's, there's three people in Europe that love the fact we've Yeah, I that. love him. You Actually, you know, there's probably a lot of people in Europe that love the Heaps. fact. They're coming after us. Yeah, they are. You, you Ryan, Ryan Volti, did Javita, come on. Come on to our show. <laughs> love oh, it. Oh, God. All right, next song. Here we love go. This. Indeed, with uh, Catch Me, I'm Falling. Really beautiful track. Great choice, Semi. I think it's better than Send Me an Angel. I think the I package the package of the clip and the song, definitely. The package of the cl- clip and the song, definitely. Because, I, I mean, I love Send Me an Angel. The, the, oh, I love the, the clip. It's so 80s, Send Me an Angel. Oh, really? I, oh, yeah, God, I'm, yeah, with the gothic chick and the horses in the forest. Oh, oh. see? I reckon it's like bloody concert video at Chapel Off Chapel sprinkled with a bit of Bonnie Tyler through, you know. Oh, I don't no. know. It's kind of uh, that to would me have been it, high budget. To me it's sort of under Catch Me on Falling is a much better clip. I love it. Beautiful. Are they in a hall or something with that? 
at the beginning it's in the fluoros, it's the fluoro lights and the faces and yeah. And then it kind of moves. They're all on like a white set on on uh, different okay. props and everything. Got amazing sort of keytars and, and different instruments mm. and stuff. And um, it's very Nick Kershaw, um, the riddle kind of, you know, it's kind of close they up. They go so through th- a maze. Yeah, kind of. It's got that feeling. It's got that they get up close to the camera and stuff and there's shit happening in the background. And, um, yeah, in in a way it's similar to – it's very Nick Kershaw. There's a bit of sort of um, James Bond action happening with um, like, you know, running onto this – yeah, yeah. They, uh, it's very arty. What I'm trying to say, it's very arty. Um, Were you bit... with us when Danny played with us from real life that night? No, but we were in a certain band together when we uh, played with Dave Sterry. Why weren't fucking... you there? Nah. Hotel the Shopping Town, remember? We did fucking oh, yeah, hotel yeah, yeah. shopping town and well, well, Danny, I've worked with for years in a in Scott Khan's Human Soup years mm, ago. Yeah, and he's a lovely guy, and yeah. he's a great drummer, but yeah. he's just a really humble guy, and they really are humble about their success and stuff. But I think Catch Me I'm Falling, Send Me an Angel, people really don't know who that band was. You know what I mean? No, they don't. This is the thing. I love those tracks. Mm. The band should have been so much bigger. I, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Well, they, they, they are, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. I just think they that like it's they should be. I don't know. Say like pseudo echo. Yeah, everyone remembers pseudo echo. It's a name and, and a brand. They've got a great brand. Real life don't have the same sort of. Strong brand like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they deserve yeah. to. They deserve to. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Mm. Absolutely. I think um, Semi and Angel has. I think they've re-released it a couple of times, and they had to because it was quite big in America. Yeah. In fact, it's probably one of the biggest tracks to hit America. I remember Danny buying his studio gotcha. in St Kilda, mm. and it was the coolest studio. It had black and white floors, like an eighties floor, and. And um, I remember him telling me stories about Semi and Angel and the fact that they were on the the Angels, I think it was a baseball or some kind of a, a team where the, the song was played every minute. They hit a goal. Yeah, yeah. Which is fucking 50 grand a play. I can't remember if it's um, if it also if, it, you know, they did, they did have a presence in the US. Um, yeah, they did. And like, Without a doubt. I don't know. Essentially, they're like a new wave dance band, you know, which really that's not what Australia is known for. That's not a genre that Australia is known for, really. You know, um, they uh, Semi and Angel went to number twenty three in the US, number ten in Australia, number one in Germany and New Zealand. Um, yep. It was a big track around the world. It was a big sort of club track around the world. Um, on on par with like Blue Monday or something like that. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolutely. Catch Me I'm Falling went to number number eight in Australia, so it actually charted higher than Semi Angel. Semi Angel, yeah. yeah. 
It's just a, a, I love the melody of Catch Me I'm Falling, very catchy, you know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And but uh, for people that only know Semi and Angel, this is their other track that is right. just as good. Yeah, yeah, for real. And please check out the clip. I love it. I ache for the clip. Um, I'll put it on our catch, socials. Catch Me I'm Falling. Like if, if somebody was smart, they would, and releasing music today, they would go back and do a tribute to Catch Me I'm Falling and do it with today's technology, with today's film quality and so forth, but sort of try to go for that kind of feeling and so forth. Check it out, guys. Mm. Mm. Friend That's of mine, right. Gab, remembers going to one of their gigs back in the day. Hey, Gabby. And she was telling me a story how <laughs> she... I think just broke up with a guy at the gig um, and he fucking pissed off. You know, he, he like left her at the gig and she's like standing there by herself. She was devastated. And so she went out sort of on a, um, a balcony out the back because she was crying. She didn't want anybody to see her having a ciggy. And um, Real Life had just finished their set and Dave Sturry burst out of the door and came – and sort of leant over the balcony and was sort of catching his breath and they turned around to each other and he was crying as well. So I don't know, you know, what he was going through in those moments. You have those moments as a performer where, where you know, fuck knows what you're going through and whatever, you still got to go on and do a gig and obviously had held it to the end or whatever and had to get out of there and get a fresh air, get a, get a breath of fresh air and, and Gab and him had this sort of moment together, you know, and then parted ways. But, she, yeah, she was a huge fan then and then forever after. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it is hard when you get dumped going on stage and going out to play. You really need to put that work hat on. And I remember being dumped by a guy that I really liked and he dumped me and brought his new girlfriend to my gig the next week. What the fuck and is she wrong looked with at people? Me, I know. She looked at me like she was from Thriller and went, ha, 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 ha. Like she looked <laughs> at me with this big Thriller fucking grin. I was just mortified. Yeah. Because I, I just wanted to make sure you were all right. It's like, yeah. dickhead. I'm not all right that you're here with your new girlfriend. Like, are you fucking, do you want to torture me anymore? Thanks, you idiot. And I remember I went out that night and it was the trivia show at Revolver and I was doing like a virgin by Madonna. So I'd made this big wedding gown and all this tulle and I came out and went, will you marry me? And I think he thought it was for him and he got all embarrassed like a fuckwit and I'm like, not you, you fucking idiot. I remember <laughs> I said that because it was a comedy night. <laughs> and then um, they hung out for the whole night at, <sighs> at my gig. It's like, why would you do that? Yeah, you, sh- you should have rooted a thousand men. Well, she was um, – she was a foreigner and I could see that she wanted to stay in Australia and that was an easy ticket for her. It was that kind of time in the 80s where people wanted to leave Slovakia or whatever and come to Australia, like, and you just hiccup with the fucking Aussie. People used to do it all the time. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, I speak dot, dot, dot. And then you, know, you knew you'd lose them. You were like, oh, she's going to fuck my boyfriend. Ah, fuck. 
funny shit. So yeah. I've got a band that I love that I uh, think are very underrated but also very successful, especially this woman that sings it. And this is another album off their album and you can guess the song and artist if you want there at home and send it in. Tuesday, one of my favourite fucking bands. And you Amy, know, I discovered Amy them Man. really late. I discovered them really late. Mm. Um, they are oh God. There's so, there's something so fucking cool about them. Like whenever cool. I watch old footage of them, I want to be them in that time. You know, you know? Yeah, she reminds me so much of Dallas. Oh yeah, All yeah, the yeah. Time. yeah, for I sure. I always see Dallas in Amy Mann. Yeah, and yeah, Amy Mann is obviously moved on, and she's doing other albums and stuff, and 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 she does movies and soundtracks and stuff like that, which is what all musos usually do if they don't have much more going for them, which is awesome because they're mm. doing it for music at the end of the day. Yeah, but these guys had um, "Voices Carry," which was a fucking great song. Yeah, great track. But the whole album's cool. Now she's a bass guitar, like so. Amy Mann's a, a bass, a lead mm. singing bass guitarist, mm. which is something very special and something that I love. Like um, Sting as well from the Police. Um, it, there's something really special level forty two about that. Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, but go back and watch some old footage of them. Love love them and definitely underrated, definitely underrated. Absolutely. We love them and the album's really cool. If you can get that on Spotify as well till Tuesday, very cool band. Very Rewind 80s a little bit, like the whole keyboards and the just the driving rhythm section. It's yeah. really, really cool. Yeah. I really love it and we should really do um, Voices Carry. I think that would be worth looking at, you know. Yeah, I reckon too. Definitely. It, it, people would really remember it. Yeah, they would. And they'd love it because it was just an expression as well. Like it's a really good story. Yeah, yeah. He wants me only part of the time. Haven't we all been there? I used That <laughs> used to kill me, that part of the song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you tell him. You tell him. I loved it. She, she so um, the- incredible ly- lyricist and... Um, 
she's she's one of those girls that you like you would never you would never want to have a bad relationship with because she would sing about you for the rest of your life. You know, you'd you'd hear about it for the rest of your life. Now, is that a wig? No, that's her hair. It's her hair. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. 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 Big Absolutely. white shock of hair. Amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Amy mm. Mann was that was the um, original fucking. She just looked incredible. She had this fantastic energy about her. And then in the video of Two Ch- uh, Till Tuesday Voices Carry, you think she would never go out with that. But it usually happens where couples are very different from each other and musos yeah. will go out with a straight-laced guy because they need that separation of, you know, fucking wonderland to fucking real life. They can't yeah, do it themselves. Right. So it was a really clever put-together video because – I think casting this wog guy that went, if you fucking leave now, I'm going to fucking smash your head in, which is what he sort of said in a roundabout way. Yeah. She still loved this guy and a lot of it's got to do with the transition of having your reality with your your fantasy, you know. Yeah. And that was the dynamic I loved about it because I always got scared after seeing that video that would happen to me. Yeah. Where I would – Maybe marry a bank manager and stuff, but it never fucking happened. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, amazing band till Tuesday. Two guys and two girls. Yeah. You know? Yeah, beautiful. Be- really interesting dynamic. That would have been an amazing group to work within, I imagine. I, I yeah, love to find out more about them. Awesome. Mm. So we got awesome. a commercial now? Great. You ready? Yeah. Today's 80s commercial is brought to you by this prick. As we say in France, variety is the spice of life. That is why smooth creamy yoffle is the only one that comes in the Andy six-pack. So Jean-Claude can have his strawberry, Maurice is fruit of the forest, Dirty Pierre is hot chop fruit, and little Françoise can have whatever she likes. Bonjour. The Yoplait six-pack, it makes sure a gendarme's life is never dull. Yoplait, it's French for yogurt. Mm. There you go. Yoplait. Very nice and neat, that ad, isn't it? I loved Yoplait. Yogurt was very 80s. I've got to say. With fruit in it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Aussies Very didn't know a lot about yogurt and Yoplait no. was the Yoplait. Well, I did. I had some on my back some weekends. Oh, yeah, fucking that, warm that yogurt. That still happens. Yeah. Uh, bit, bit of warm yogurt. Yeah. Blokes had <laughs> fucking, yeah, I, I won't say. <laughs> I know, right? Cop oh, a bit of yogurt God. up the like back. you like some warm yogurt? Oh, <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Nice ad. Well, you used to buy it in like packs of ten. And yes. it wasn't I think it was only four bucks or something, but now it's no, it might not have even been four bucks. It might have been two and a half or three bucks for See, back all these then tubs it was, of yogurt. But now it's fucking expensive to yeah, buy. Because back in the like, you know, back in the eighties it was like as artificial as all shit. It but was. These, these days it's got to be sort of organic and, and 
you know, made yeah. made in the pot, pot cured or whatever the fuck they call it and everything. And, yeah, you pay through the nose for yogurt these days. Yeah, that's right. And it's mm. not always great either. You no, know, I don't know. Any fruit in yogurt has got a bit of a thing on it now because people don't want to eat and sugar. Fuck, fuck loads and of it's sugar. Full of sugar. But, oh, Jesus, yeah. The only really real yogurt you should be having is bloody Greek yogurt, bro. That's right, Greek yogurt. But even if you get Greek yogurt with fruit in it, it's still fucking not good. So you no, should really put right. your own fruit in it. That's right. You know? Fresh fe- fresh fucking fruit. Absolutely. That's It'll my favourite all-time thing. And I'm getting a fruit and veggie delivery tomorrow and I'm so excited. Oh. I get so excited. It's the highlight of my week. Who do you get delivered from? Well, shall we give them a shout Early out? Early and fresh. They're in the southeastern suburbs and they're fucking incredible. Lovely. Early and fresh. they deliver it fresh. to your house. Early Isn't and fresh. Lovely? And they deliver all around Melbourne. Um, tell them Sammy sent you. Oh, beautiful. But, um, yeah, no, no, they're uh, beautiful quality fruit and veg and can't go wrong, mate. At this time where we can't go out that much, it's really good to get a delivery. Absolutely. I wanted to do a little shout out to a business called Kinafe. Which Kinafe? Kinafe. They I've sell had a Kinafe. They sell Jewish desserts, Jewish Yum. street food all around Melbourne. And the way that they do it is like in a shipping container. It's so fucking cool. You and I are gonna go yeah, when right. things open up a bit. Um but you may be lucky, and this is sort of like they're really cutting through the the lockdown, uh, you know, dredge at the moment because they mm. they go all around Melbourne, and because they're basically a takeaway venue, so they're allowed to do that. But they move around, so they'll pop up in Hoppers Crossing or Brighton or Thomastown or you know bloody wherever. They are in Ravenhall, just around the corner from me here. And we went the other week. It is so much fun. They pump Jewish music, beautiful. And I think we had just done the um, the international language episode that we did a, a couple of episodes back, and I played a bit of Ofra Ofra Hazer. Yeah. yeah, they love it. They loved it. They went off. Did they, they know of her or are they too young? Yeah, no, big hit. It's sort of like you think of their family parties and their parents would have been that generation and yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. They, Absolutely. They Fuck. Yeah. yeah. So these are like parents young, would be my age. young blokes with beards. They call them the bearded bakers and they have them in Sydney and Melbourne. Um, yeah, they've, they've sort of branched out now. Quite successful in terms of – uh, social media and so forth, like there's a bit of buzz about them out there. Um, but they're a small business at the end of the day. So get out there and buy a beautiful canafe, which um, the desserts that they sell, if you're Greek, you would call it galaktaburiko. It's sort of like a custard. Like a, oh, see, I don't want to say custard because people go, eh, fucking custard. It's so much nicer than custard. Just buy it and eat it, all right? It's so fucking beautiful. Mm. Yeah, I miss my Jewish functions for food. I bet. Because in Australia when you work for um, the Jewish culture, you get everything at a wedding that 
everyone gets. Like it yeah. wasn't like an Aussie wedding where you got a pizza in a box out the back. Yeah. You got the salmon and this and that and then they'd have a smorgasbord of desserts and, oh, God, I loved it. And the food was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, for real. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that's good. We'll, we'll put something on our socials of that um, business as well. It's awesome. Yeah, We've got a couple of businesses. And we've got our new sponsor coming on very soon. We're just waiting for the commercial. We've been sponsored. Very Great. So we're just waiting for the commercial. And it suits our show so much. If you'd like to sponsor our show or you want us to plug your commercial, send an email to samantha at planet80s.com.au and we'll consider it, all right? Why not? We've got a massive listener base all around Melbourne, all around Sydney, all around Australia. And internationally. So great choice if you've got a business and you want to be heard. Absolutely. Now we've got a new artist that Maddie wanted me to put in. He loves this dude and he reckons he was very underrated. So let's give it a listen. You got the touch. You got the power. Dan Bush with The Touch. Absolutely. Can you remember this song, guys? I reckon a lot of little boys that are grown up now would remember this. Fuck yeah, absolutely. Now, if you were an 80s kid, you would remember this from Transformers animated film. The film, Mm. yeah? Um, They would use it again in Bumblebee as well, which was just Yeah, they did. Um, but it was also in Guitar Hero, is that right? Yeah, Guitar Hero Tour or some shit, yeah. Um, it so. Was, it, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. It was originally written for Sylvester Stallone, Cobra. Yeah, Cobra, Cobra. The, yeah, Cobra. Cobra. I might have mentioned that, um. Yeah, we, 1986. When we did Wogs of the yeah. 80s the other week, yeah. That's right. Yeah, big song. I always, <laughs> I always laugh when I hear this track. <laughs> Because I, I wasn't sure if Matt, Matty was completely serious <laughs> completely serious or not. Like he's an awesome, he's an awesome artist, you know, don't get me wrong. But I always think of this song in Boogie Nights because yeah, right. this is the song that Dirk Diggler is 
is uh, recording and going to release as his big track and he can't fucking sing. It's like the <laughs> it's the worst thing ever, you know. Oh, that's crafty. Have a look. I can't remember that scene. Oh, it's so funny. Oh. He can't sing. It's the worst. Oh. And because they're all coked off their tits and they all think they're awesome. Yeah, of course. they got no idea. You know, they've lost perspective, wow. you know. And I always think of it in that context. So, yeah. Stan Bush, there we go. Great. There you go, but Maddie. Yeah, well, Maddie, this is on our playlist all the time in the car, you know, especially really? when Maddie used to have his little grey van, you know, the little van. He used to have yeah. a CD with this on it. You'll have to touch. And then it would be, it was steel, what was it, steel wheel or some shit, some other. Steel they Panther were 90s or something. With, oh, not okay. Steel Panther. Well, we do play Steel Panther, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was another band that Maddie wanted to, but it, but they were 90, so we couldn't go there. But Stan Bush loves Bush. Good old Stan. Yeah, good on him, Stan. So the next one we've got is one of yours, honey, and I'm going to play it now. And, and it's actually mm-hmm. really beautiful, and I hope I've picked the right song. We go. The artist is is this mortal coil. This track is called Another Day. Now, the, these guys it was really a uh, a duo with a sort of revolving band around it, similar to I guess Tis for Fears in a way. Um, the, the the genre. What's that? Was a little bit like Porter's Head with the two girls and. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I was I was just thinking of like more it was a band, it was a larger band, but you had the sort of core two, you know, the the core duo. Um these guys were active from 83 to 91. So another sort of short run, you know, another UK band. They would release three albums. I love their first album. I love their first album um called It'll End in Tears. Um yeah, as I say, the genre is dream pop, really dreamy. There's nothing, there's nothing sort of dancey about it. Really ethereal, really from another world. On this album, they do, um, they do a cover of Tim Buckley's "Song to the Siren," and they're often sort of 
they're often sort of referenced and everybody thinks that Song to the Siren is actually a This Mortal Coil song. It's actually Tim Buckley. But you've got to check out this entire album. Just give it a listen. It's on Spotify and so forth. It'll end in tears. It came out in 84. Um, yeah, really, really interesting band. Uh, the song, um, not Another Day that we just played, but Song to the Siren – was used in Lost Highway, you might remember. It sounds very movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it so really sort of lends itself to, to movie soundtracks and so forth. So It's very yeah. Kate Bush as well. It is, yeah, yeah, totally. Very, like you can hear the Kate Bush influence. You're, you're waiting for Kate to sort of come in, you know, and, and drop drop the beat. Yeah. Um, yeah, but loved it. They had a track called Kangaroo on their album. Yeah. Um, the two big uh, singles, I guess, were uh, two big successes from the album were um, Kangaroo was released as a single, but the two big successes were Another Day that we just played and Song to the Siren. So check them both out, guys. So, guys, you'll hear the vocalist from that track that we just played, Another Day, and from Song to the Siren is a singer called Elizabeth Fraser. Elizabeth Fraser was from Cotto Twins. Uh, she also, yeah, obviously sang with this mortal coil. And you would probably know her if you're a little bit younger from Massive Attack. She did sort of guest vocals with Massive Attack, most notably on the Mezzanine album. And she sang on Teardrop. Oh, yeah. wow. So now that that's vocal, a fucking good track to sing on. There we go. You know what? Mm. She actually replaced Madonna for that vocal. Madonna oh, was meant God. to sing that vocal because Madonna was hanging out with those guys, Massive yeah, Attack. Yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah. She she did some recordings with them and she was meant yep. to sing on that track. Fuck, I'm glad she didn't. They, she probably <laughs> – I, I think she probably gave it a go and they went, no. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Madge, we love you. Yeah. This – I mean, mm. that song, Teardrop, is so iconic and, and no, Elizabeth Fraser's no, – um, yeah, the vocal is just so beautiful. So Yeah, and the, and the fucking video is amazing as well. Yeah, yeah, that's With right. With the embryo, like fucking how spooky was that shit? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking yeah. Jesus, don't put me in that situation. Yeah, Fuck. exactly. Fucking embryo that sings pop music. I, fucking I don't want to know Nightmare about shit, it. man. Too, too nightmare young. Nightmare shit. Way too yeah. young. Yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> like the – remember we talked about on one of the episodes where – there was a cancer commercial. Were you smoking and your embryo? That's and they right. had the photo of the embryo, and we thought that, that maybe someone <laughs> had, might have remembered that and rehashed the fucking that. baby, mate. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Ah, fuck. All right, we've got one more, I believe. We have, and we'll play it now. And it's—I didn't want to play the obvious song with these guys. I wanted to give you another song, and this is it. When it comes on.
That's a jiggy, jiggy one. It is a song called Private Revolution from the band World Party. I love I World Party. I remember it coming out actually yeah. Yeah. after Ship of Fools. This was Thinking, sort of yeah, no, later, yeah, later 80s. Um, there's something I find really intriguing about World Party. World Party is mainly a guy called Kurt Wallinger. And he was uh, he used to play with the Water Boys in the mid eighties, uh, and they had, had some a huge success. Song too, yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, he left, and his whole sort of solo project after that, I guess, was fucking coming to terms with leaving a band or being kicked out of a band, and just having so much like. Anger and animosity and using the music to sort of work it out, yeah. Um, So it's really showcased on a song called Ship of Fools. Um, That one that we just played was Private Revolution. Um, Ship of Fools was like sort of very directly about the guys from the Waterboys, you know, calling them, calling uh, you know, I don't want to sail with this Ship of Fools and so forth. Um, Mm. Mm. Now, Kurt sort of – Kurt was loved by a lot – he must have been a really nice guy because he was loved by a lot of people within the industry and used to get used as a session muso on a lot of stuff. He worked with Sinead O'Connor on uh, The Lion and the Cobra, her day, her uh, first album. And she's and in his video. Yeah, yeah. And mm. she sort of returned the, the favour by, you know, singing and appearing in a lot of his stuff as well. So, um, yeah. It was I, like a Bob Dylan-y Prince vibe. Like I get a Bob Dylan-y kind of Prince. That sounds very Prince, that track. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Like in a in a sort of um, in a 60s way or something. Yeah, just, just I don't know, the whole glasses maybe. Maybe that's what d- d- does it. Yeah. You know, Prince yeah. always wanted to start a revolution. Oh, he did. Ha, ha, ha. Um, but yeah, I, I remember getting this track, it was on one of the, and I just thought, yeah, um, don't think there's going to be much more of this. Yeah. Shame because I, I love his voice and I love, I actually love the recordings. I I love this, I love this album. Um, I love the artwork on the album. Um, yeah, beautiful. Well party. Check him out, guys. Well, he was he, a piano player too, wasn't he? Yeah, that's right. He's a so piano player. So he'd still player. be doing big shit now. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's you still know. touring now. But um, in 2001, he had an aneurysm and had no. to 
Yeah, he had to have a um, he had to have a some surgery done on his brain, and it he lost sight on the left side of both eyes, so he couldn't see everything over to the left on both eyes. And it fucked him right up. Like he couldn't tour um, and it would be like, you know, you just think he's like come out of this awful situation with a band and just sort of getting back on his feet. And then he, you know, he has all these health issues. So it took him about five years to to get back on top of that. And then 2006 he started touring again and doing a lot of his solo stuff and world, world party stuff and still touring now. So it's good. It's great. So it, it all worked out. Yeah. That's right. And, and I mean, nowadays there's really not that much of an industry that you're very lucky to have a single that keeps your afloat exactly. for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? And look, the epitome of it is that. A lot of these guys that we've mentioned tonight have a big cult following. They have a big underground sort of indie following, you know. A lot of these artists sort of they charted they on indie charts uh, and all, all sort of alternative charts like dance charts or, you know, folk charts or, or so forth. Not so much like the billboard charts, for instance. Um, and a lot of them, even if they did, they wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, that's right. They I weren't don't that think kind Amy Mann sits there and goes, oh, you know what, I could have been bigger than what nah, I am. Nah, she's too busy she being – She couldn't give a fuck. Nah, too busy being fucking I don't think cool. Kenny Loggins would think that either. Nah, nah. I don't think Rick Springfield would even think that. Nah, that's it. You yeah. know, and I think that's the reason why they they are still as successful as they are even though we don't see them as much as what we would a band that's on TV every two minutes. Yeah. But when you look back – if you look back at it – from years ago, you realise how fucking smart you've been. Yeah. That at least you made your mark, you know. That's right. Did your thing and you were different. Absolutely. And and sort of people still had an appreciation of these guys. They still, um, you know, a lot of these people are still gigging even though the sort of original lineups aren't still together. They're still gigging, you know. They're still. Yeah. yeah. But um, hope you've enjoyed the show, guys. It's a good way of scratching under the surface and, and listening to a few bands and acts. And there's so many we didn't mention, but God, give so us many. a fucking give us some mail. Yeah, if you want us Who? to do a, a special on someone or exactly. Talk about Who do you think is underrated? Who do you think mm. is underrated? Didn't quite mm. reach what you think is their full potential. Let us know. Um, Hey, guys, love ya, love the show, love our Patreons out there. Good on you guys for supporting us. Please jump on board as a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. It's really simple. Dollar a month and you're like part of the club, part of the family. Mm, we fucking absolutely. love our Patreons. Love you guys. And now, it's patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. That's right. Check it out. Good on you guys. We are, of course, on um, 10 new servers. So we're, uh, you know, of course, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so forth, but also on Amazon Music and Audible, Player FM, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, Ghana, Boomplay, Deezer and Google Podcasts. So please check us out. And, of course, um, that's all through Podomatic, of course. Mm. Um, so many different options there depending on what you prefer. 
Uh, but great if you came on board as a Patreon. That would be fucking fantastic. Let your f- friends know, guys. Get the friends on board and get them listening. Uh, and please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Fucking forget about the other stars. Five stars is what we want, you know. We deserve it. Come on. Go, let's face on it. On iTunes, yeah. On iTunes. Um, All around Follow the world. us. Follow us on whatever platform you can. Become a subscriber. And... Write us a little comment if you can. If there's the facility to write us a comment, write us a little love note. Say good day, Jane, Sammy. Yeah. And the good thing about when you do write a review on iTunes is it's almost like going up 50 places on the iTunes chart because yeah. it sort of it's, – it's a review. So having reviews as well as downloads can actually lift the – medium to where we need to go because we do chart but it would be cool if you could write us a review say hi um you can find everything you need on the 80s montage.com you can even give us a tip if you want on there's a link there to paypal there's all different things you can do and if you had a great idea for a show if you had a great idea for a show Write it in the review section. Write it as part of your review. It's the best mm. thing you can do. Good on you guys. Absolutely. We love you all. Underrated artists of the 80s. And we hope all our Aussies are still happy in lockdown and not too depressed and stuff. Like That's keep right. happy. Just Fingers keep doing crossed. It. We'll we be won't, fine. won't be long. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Good on you guys. Now, look, if it's music, mateys. Well, cool shit from the 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. 